In almost every aspect, farming is so different from your typical nine to five, and that includes retirement planning. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Here with us is Jared Nelson. He's an insurance agent and financial advisor with Rural Mutual Insurance. He grew up on a dairy farm in Jackson County, and he's been in the insurance business for about 25 years. He says farmers have several things to consider depending on what they want to do with the farm and with themselves when they retire. It all matters when it comes to creating your retirement budget. Jared reminds us why farmers are in such a unique situation compared to most people. It's a good point. Uh, Our our farms, the the basic uh, issue when we look at retirement is liquidity. Uh, If you have the normal nine to five, you know, people own their home and they might have a cabin or some hunting land. Uh, but their vast majority of their savings is liquid in the form of a 401k or retirement or bank accounts. Uh, with our farms, if if we have uh, excess capital, it's usually uh, put into land, machinery, animals, uh, continuing and growing the operation, and which is a, a good for the farm. However, it does pose some challenges because you know you can have a uh, several million dollars worth of net worth, but only uh, you know two thousand dollars in the bank. Uh, so liquidity is our biggest concern for, you know, retirement and cash flow. And, and it's not just about money either, Jared. I, I do want to point this out too. When a farmer retires, it's almost like your whole mindset, your whole life really changes more so than others because you've lived most of the time where you've worked. Your whole life has been devoted to the farming operation. So that's going to be a whole change of mindset for these folks too. It is. There's no. There's no magic switch to turn from, uh, you know, getting up and, and doing chores and uh, you know doing the field work. Then all of a sudden, I, I don't have to. So I encourage a lot of people that are you know starting into this retirement conversation. You know, be prepared to have uh, maybe a seasonal job. Uh, you know, and it, first thing I tell them to do when they retire is to go to work. But that's what these people know what to do. Uh, and it's not not just uh, to you know for the income part of it, but it's you need to have something to do. So whether it's a part time or seasonal job or you know travel, uh, you know think about what that looks like because uh, like you said, it, it is not an easy switch to turn from working seven days a week to not. Uh, so you need to ease into it a little bit. What does retirement cost look like for farm families? How much? Do you need to retire as a farmer? Well, that's going to uh, differ uh, vastly on on lifestyle and and hobbies. Um, You know, are are you going to be traveling? Are you going to be working part-time? People need to start looking at, you know, the budget. The the farm has been paying for all of the household bills, electric, um, and if we're not going to be doing that on the farm anymore, you know, we just have to make a make a budget spreadsheet and uh, and look at what do we have for monthly expenses. Now, what do we want to do? What can we do? Um, so, it's if somebody doesn't uh, doesn't go on a lot of trips or vacations, that's different than somebody who wants to travel two three times a year. Uh, so, it, it really varies. If you're retirement age, I'm sure health care is going to become more top of mind than when you were younger and when you were working. Is that another added cost that folks may not be thinking about right away? Depending on the age when they retire, if they're not eligible for the uh, the Medicare yet, then yes, uh, private health insurance is a is a concern and 
you know, depending on on several income factors, that can be a very expensive undertaking that that a lot of times people aren't uh, aren't considering, especially if they might have had a spouse working, um, you know, off off the farm that had the benefits, and if they both retire, well, then that's a uh, that's an additional expense that can be uh, quite a shock to people if they don't you know get out in front of it and plan for it. And just like every farm is unique, so is going to be that next phase for their farm. Retirement might mean liquidating assets and selling the farm. It could be renting it out or transitioning it to the next generation. So what are some of the key points when it comes to retirement planning that are going to correlate with these different options? Sure. Uh, so if we have a continuation plan, and this is a, really the same for um, you know the next generation taking it over or if uh, if the farmer wants and is able to keep their assets and just rent them to um, to a, a third party, whether it's their their next generation or whether it's the neighbor down the road. So one aspect is you keep the asset, the asset is continues to grow uh, in value for you, and you rent it out to the next generation. That rent then provides your retirement income. When again, whether that rent is coming from next generation or it's coming from a third third party. Um, the aspect with selling the operation and getting you know a lump sum of cash, we have to take taxes into consideration there, capital gains taxes. But um, what you're then looking at is now you have a, a pot of money. Now you are liquid, and you really need to pay attention on how you invest that for the next 20, 30 years so that it can it can take care of your financial needs through retirement. What's the most common route? that your farm clients take when they retire? The most common route um, is it's usually some kind of a combination. Uh, now, again, it's really different if there's a next generation taking it over or if there's not. Uh, so with next generation taking it over, we're, we're usually you know keeping everything and the parents are staying on in some type of capacity, uh, drawing some type of income, and then the rental income is providing for them. In the case where they're they're not a next generation taking over. Usually, it's it's either sell all of the land equipment buildings, or they pick and choose. And some of it may make more sense to sell, and some of it makes sense to to keep. And uh, so you you kind of you kind of look at um, you know each situation a little bit differently, taking into account how much do we need for retirement income? What do we want to do? Do we want do we want to keep the the land because um, family uses it for recreation as well as uh, as farming, or we want to, but we really can't afford to, so we need to sell it. So all of those, it's a case by case situation that we just have to walk through. And it feels like everyone's got advice on retirement, whether you ask for it or not. I'm only 25, and I have people throwing all sorts of terms at me, you know, from Roth IRAs to saving incentives to social security conspiracies, you name it. So where do you go to get the best advice? The best recommendation is to to establish a trusted relationship with a financial advisor. And now that's easy to say and, and much harder to do. And by trusted relationship, what I'm looking for and what I advise people to, to look for when they're interviewing is you need to have a real discussion on risk. Uh, sometimes the focus is too much on growth and opportunity and the good times, but we really need to focus in on, you know, with this proposal, what does it look like in the worst of times? What's our, what's our worst 12-month look like and can we handle that? Uh, we also need to map out where the income is coming from. 
you know, for the next three years, the income is coming from this asset, which was sold, after which we're going to be using this asset combined with Social Security. You know, you can map out where the income is coming from over the next three to five to ten years and then have a plan that you can, you know, adjust accordingly. But risk tolerance, uh, you know, especially in today's uncertainty is a uh, is something that people need to pay attention to. I, I run into a lot of people who believe they are conservatively invested, uh, but when we actually drill down and look at what they're in, they're sometimes quite shocked to see, well, in a bad year, how did that thing that I think is conservative, how did it perform? Wow, that, that doesn't seem like it was conservative. Uh, good times in the market can disguise uh, risk, and uh, that's a conversation that they need to, need to have. Jared, is it ever too early to start retirement planning? The answer that most people give to that is no, it's never too early. However, you need to be able to afford what you're putting away and you need to look at what somebody has for for debt. You know, when, when people get too gung-ho too early about putting it putting away for retirement, but they're paying 9 to 12% interest on, on some debt, I don't think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so the earlier the better, but we need to make sure that we're smart about it. And on the flip side, is it ever too late to be planning for retirement? Sometimes uh, when when we've made our bed, we have to lie in it, but there's always something that can be done better than nothing. So uh, the earlier, the better, but it's never too late to do something. Jared, anything else, gosh, that I, I should be asking you about what it takes to retire on the farm that I didn't? You know, it, it's an open and honest discussion with, with all members of the, uh, you know, the the couple who's retiring, and if there's a family with the next generation, you know, they have some uncertainties um, as well. Uh, communication is uh, is where it starts, and having a, a discussion where, you know, it's sensitive issues that are sometimes hard to talk about. Um, I have no problem asking asking the tough questions in the in the meeting, and sometimes we don't know the answers to them. But you got to get that question out there, and you gotta you gotta start addressing what we can uh, address. Gosh, you must feel like a family therapist sometimes when you get everyone in the office talking about farm transition and retirement. Sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes uh, mom and dad have one uh, one opinion, and then you go down the road uh, and you're at the the next generation's house, and and they have a completely different uh, look and view, and you got to get the two together in a room to to talk about it. And yeah, sometimes it's a bit of being a uh, intermediary between them, but you know, the goal everybody you know, has the same end in sight and how we get there might be a different uh, opinion, but there's there's usually some common ground. Jared Nelson along with us. He's an insurance agent and financial advisor with Rural Mutual Insurance, giving us some advice on what to consider not only to make sure you have the means to live comfortably through retirement, but to transition into such a new phase in life. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.